Welcome to the Coffee with Chris podcast, conversations with people who are making a difference. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Thurber, psychologist and professional educator, or so they tell me. Okay, I've got mine. I hope you've got yours. Let's get started. Today I'm speaking with Ivan Kolshvoy and Diane Riley, two people who are making a difference by reducing prejudice. They're bringing together high school students from all across Russia. I'm very excited to have two guests with me today, two good friends, Diane Riley, who's head of boarding and pastoral care at the Letvo School in Moscow, and her colleague and friend, Ivan Koshvoy, who is deputy head of boarding and pastoral care at Letvo School. The two of you make it run. Welcome to Coffee with Chris. Thank you. I've got my mug with a Union Jack on it. <laughs> Outstanding. I don't know. I see Ivan's <laughs> mug is plain white and mine is plain black. So I have that with mug with Union Jack. Okay. <laughs> Next <time. laughs> well, I'm so happy to have both of you here and I can't wait to actually see you in person. But let's, uh, let's begin, Ivan, if you can describe a bit Letovo School and where it is in relation to downtown Moscow, which for a lot of our listeners is maybe all they know of this enormous and beautiful country of Russia. But describe how the school got started, how long it's been around, and give us a bit of an orientation. If, if we were there, what would we see? <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh... Actually, uh, uh, I think that uh, this project started approximately 10 years ago when the uh, founder of our school, Vadim Mashkovich, uh, he decided to open the school for gifted and talented students. Uh, and why? Because uh, his uh, daughter and uh, son, they were boarders in classical UK school. And uh, he saw the all benefits students uh, living uh, in some specific place where they're receiving care uh, and uh, uh, they know that uh, they can uh, evolve as a personality and they can be responsible for their own. And right now at this moment, uh, we are the only one uh, boarding school, UK classical boarding school in Russia. We are situated in the new part of Moscow. It's about 45 50 minutes uh, by underground from Red Square, so it's not for, far from uh, center of Moscow. We have uh, amazing location. Uh, it's about three kilometers from nearest uh, underground station, uh, bus stops and so on. But main idea that this is boarding school. And uh, it's completely new conception for Russia uh, because uh, for Russian teachers, parents, students, boarding school it's like orphan's house so typical questions uh typical typical question from parents and uh, new parents and students why i have to send my daughter or son to or orphan's house actually it's not an orphan's house and, uh, it's, wow. uh, it's, it's like community yes it's uh, the ethos and right now we already uh at the stage when we can say that we already already built uh this feeling home uh but we are not trying to copy uh, the feeling of home, but we are trying to create this kind of feeling that uh, it's, it's your space, but you feel 
safe and uh, you can uh, evolve as a student and as a personality. We have beautiful uh, location, beautiful, beautiful school. It's uh, the whole territory. It's about 60 acres. So we have uh, 20 acres of uh, campus and 40 acres of forest. Uh, and we have uh, up to 17 uh, sport facilities, 10 houses. Right now we have about 440 uh, students and 400 borders, uh, weekly borders and full borders. Uh, and uh, at this moment, uh, uh, this is the only one uh, school for gifted talented school uh, students and the only one school with the biggest endowment fund in Russia. It's about 7 billion uh, rubles. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, and we are providing, the main idea of school and mission is uh, to provide a, uh, an enabling environment for bright and motivated students from every co uh, corner of Russia. Uh, and they are able to receive uh, world-class education and achieve their intellectual and creative uh, potential. And uh, we have amazing team of teachers and uh, amazing team of boarding uh, professionals here. And it te technically it looks like university, it's not like a school. Uh, moreover, you definitely, if you will be in Moscow and uh, ask about Letova school, uh, you will receive uh, like uh, phrases like, wow, it's amazing school, one of the best actually best in the Russia and one of the best in the world. Which is a remarkable accomplishment considering that, as you said, the, the idea for this started maybe 10 years ago and in September you'll begin your third year, third yeah, yeah. full academic year. Um, so that's an incredibly rapid startup. And as you said, you're drawing students from all over Russia and I think it's important that listeners understand not only were the two of you, Ivan and I, charged with the, the safety and well-being of all of these students, but the founder, Vadim, his motivation, as you described, Ivan, was that his children had had a remarkably wonderful experience in a traditional British boarding school. And what he wanted to create in Russia was, you know, the academic excellence was there. Uh, and maybe there have been some significant uh, sort of pedagogical improvements or the, you know, the delivery of classes and instruction, which I've witnessed at Letovo benefits from small classes and beautiful facilities and really engaged teachers and tutors. But there's the residential life piece that, as you said, the stereotype of a boarding school, maybe around the world for people who don't know about boarding schools, but certainly in Russia was, it, well, if you're going to boarding school, it, you must be an orphan. Or, you know, in the United States, if you're going to boarding school, you must be uh, in trouble. Uh, because what have you done wrong that you're being sent off to boarding school? And it's nothing of the sort. Di, could you talk a little bit about the the British model or the, the aspects of the British model that you are grafting on to Letovo? I mean, as I said, for you and Ivan, this was an enormous charge, right? Uh, 
recreate something that my children loved in the UK, but do it here in, in Russia. So like, what's, how have you done that? And what's been most rewarding about applying this British model of a boarding school that looks after kids sort of uh, academic development as well as their interpersonal and, uh, and character development? It's a hybrid and, and that has been difficult to, to manage because in the UK, boarding is, is traditional. Uh, many families, it's, there may be three or four generations of uh, one family and they, they manage to go to the same school or they'll choose different schools, but boarding will be part of their family history and, and, and future. Sure. Uh, I think that was probably um, the difficulty when I got here. It's not in people's DNA. Mm. Um, uh, so to start with, I think it, it took a lot of conversations between Ivan and I to try to work out how were we going to create this you know, incredible machine. Um, and I think we started going down one direction, but actually it became very clear after the school opened on September the 1st in 2018 that actually we had to go with the students, these brilliant students. They were the ones, if we could connect and if we could uh, help them understand just how beneficial a boarding education was going to be, the rest would be easy peasy hmm. because they would then be the ambassadors to their families and to the future students of our school and actually to our colleagues who also on in the main uh, didn't understand boarding. So we, we, we set down one path, but then we took a very sharp right turn and, and we ended up with these fab students. Uh, I mean, I can give you examples. We have at the moment quite a clunky information sharing system. Um, and of course, it, it, it didn't quite work because of all of the uh, legalities around uh, data collection, data storage sure. um, within the Russian Federation. So although there's lots of great sharing systems out there, we, we couldn't quite fight, find the right one to... To, to work for us. So in the end, we realized we needed to develop it ourselves. And so that's what we've got right now. Our founder, I, he, I mean, I have to say, he is so, so supportive of our um, department. And, you know, we've got the team of developers now developing this wonderful information sharing system called Letterva Analytics. But before that kind of launched, the children themselves for one of their Olympiads got together in a group and they decided that they were going to create a program, create an app. And then they actually won some amazing Olympiad. We were amazed, weren't we, Ivan? Yeah, flabbergasted. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's just one example of, of just, you give these children an idea and they literally fly with it. It's, it's a fantastic so uh, anecdote for, 
a couple of reasons. One is for anyone listening to understand that Letovo, like top tier boarding schools in the UK or in the US or Australia, has competitive admissions. So you really are drawing the very brightest students from across the country. The second is, I think, a remarkable lesson for any kind of organizational change model. As you said, you and Ivan had conceptualized one way of integrating your dimension of this experience, of the residential life experience of boarding and safeguarding uh, into a brand new system, mostly populated by students and faculty whose DNA, as you said, did not contain this idea of boarding. And I think absolutely brilliant that you took this sharp right turn, realizing what we need to do is create an experience that is so enjoyable and obviously beneficial to the students themselves that they become, as you said, the ambassadors for, for this experience. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, I think it's brilliant. And I can say firsthand, having visited Letvo three times and spoken with students, they, they absolutely love it. And they're each of them very different from one another. Uh, I don't know that there is a typical Letovo student, except that, as you said at the end of your comment, they're brilliant academically and enormously creative. And sometimes the best teaching is get out of the way <laughs> and you know let the kids do what, what they can do. Uh, boarding, of course, and your team provides the safety net. And so the kids are being creative, they're flexing their academic muscles, knowing the whole time that there are well-trained, responsible grown-ups who are going to support them, not just talk with them when they're having a bad day, but celebrate their successes. And uh, as Ivan said, not recreating home, but providing something that feels providing an environment where the kids feel at home, um, very comfortable and, and safe. And I think we've been really lucky to witness their um, development, even in the short time that we uh, ha have been together. So we knew in those early days before the school opened, when we were having all of our discussions, that in order to create a strong alumni, we needed to develop our student leaders. And so we were very meaningful uh, about creating a three-tiered system. So we, we started out by asking the children to um, campaign and, and elect democratically uh, a boy and a girl from each of the gray to sit on a committee. And that would be the voice, the student voice. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and from there, the next year, we were able to, to ask for a team of volunteers from our most senior students to be our boarding ambassadors. And we will start the academic year in our third year with our first head boarder girl, our first head boarder boy, and a set of prefects. Now, I cannot tell you how proud I am of that because 
when you start something from ground zero, you have to look for those milestones because otherwise you lose sight of, you know, where you started and where you're wanting to go. Well, we were able to look at one of those just before um, um, the end of February when we had a huge Open Doors event. And instead of Ivan and I standing up and just telling everybody how brilliant it was to be a boarder at our school and, you know, that here we are, we, are the, we, we, we lead a team of great staff. We didn't need to do that this year. Our prefects stood up, booted and suited, with their buttons, with their lanyards, with just the most open and generous hearts. And we had a full house. That's People brilliant. Oh, it's great. By, yeah. by students uh, going between English and Russian. So, for example, if somebody in the audience could ask a question in, uh, only in Russian, it was translated for those of us who weren't Russian speaking. They are so considerate our kids i think that's another aspect that they're they're grateful for what vadim has uh, um, facilitated mm -hmm. and, and they, sh they in turn show it by helping the next cohort so yeah proud is i mean it's capital p for me you know it's so wonderful i think you know even described uh, the acreage of letovo school and the the gorgeous campus which uh, people can find uh, by Googling Letovo and looking at your website, even some wonderful drone footage that will show the campus from a bird's eye view and the gorgeous woods. What is remarkable to me is when I walk around campus, there's not a single piece of graffiti. There's not a single piece of trash. And that's not just because it's new, uh, because I think, uh, with a different set of kids who had a different mindset, it wouldn't take more than a week or so for things to start to look a little worn and for there to be graffiti and candy wrappers on the ground. But it is, as you said, Di, a place about which the kids are enormously proud. And in case some listeners missed it in Yvonne's opening remarks, the school was begun with an endowment in place, which is a wonderful reflection on the generosity of the founder. And soon you'll have alums who I hope contribute to the endowment. But what that means is you're able to gather students from all different socioeconomic cohorts. That's another stereotype, I think, of, of boarding school is that it's it's just for rich kids and uh, nothing could be further from the truth before we get to talking about some of the some of the diversity and what that means for these kids education could could each of you talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you've encountered creating a british boarding model in a country largely unfamiliar with this model? What have been some of the challenges uh, from the student's perspective or from your perspective of making this work? So I, I always like to pick a, a, a letter from the alphabet. And, mm -hmm. and I think 
you asked, so you, you said challenges. So let's go with C. Okay. So, so for me, I think one of the challenges is definitely culture. Mm-hmm. And, and we've, we've already, I think we've probably, you know, exhausted that. Um, the fact that we had to educate all the stakeholders yeah. and quickly. That, that's the other thing, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the next for me is care. Um, and I can remember when I have worked in international schools before, um, accepting Russian borders, I was always surprised how important the medical aspect to the care that they would receive in a school uh, was so important. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that is certainly true. Um, and so we can probably say that's probably about 80% of our new parents' questions are surrounding how will we take care of these children, not their daily needs, but their medical needs. Okay, and I, I, physical I, health. Yes, and mental health too. And mental health, um, okay. Yes. And so, of course, you know, we've got this, this, this again, a, a, a try a tri um, system in as much as we've got medics 24 hours a day manning our, our wonderful medical center. I mean that, as you know, it's, it's all whistles and, and buttons. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Medical um, but then of course we've got a, this dedicated psych, psych team that mm-hmm. work in the, in the academic uh, week and day. And of course our wonderful boarding counselor uh, who works in the in the boarding time mm-hmm. so so i think in that in, in those ways we we manage the, the the care aspect of of challenge and then for me the last one and i think ivan this is where ivan is just a godsend is communication uh so we're so lucky that we have professionals like ivan and our other local boarding staff who who are able to to really communicate across both our um, overseas uh, colleagues and our local colleagues, the families and the students. So you know, we really are. We we are. We're building a beautiful hybrid. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. So. So I guess though that those are those are my C's. I think. That's wonderful. Um, I, mean, I will tell you more about communication, that's for sure. Yeah, I can add yeah. several hints, yes. Uh, actually, uh, from my perspective, it's, uh, it's almost impossible uh, for us uh, to implement this culture without uh, boarding professionals. And uh, it's, it's not like a box, uh, uh, box decision. You can't buy boarding and implement uh, a new country, new culture. Right, it's always right. synergy, yes. And even right now, I think it's almost clear for everybody that we, right now, and probably it's good, we, we, uh, we don't want to build the classical boarding here because we have teachers Russian culture, uh, this kind of maternity from our parents. They're always trying to care about our students. And also uh, the specific moment about Russian culture that we are not so easy to open uh, for another culture to change our 
concrete things, especially sure. in education. Yes. Uh, the, uh, regarding communication, yes, it's language and uh, management style. Uh, it's like completely different opposite uh, things, uh, uh, Western way of management and Russian way of management. So I think that I already can write a book about this. Uh, <laughs> like, and sometimes several chapters will be a, like bloody nightmare chapter two. <laughs> yeah, but actually it's, it's essential for any kind of new project like this. We are unique uh, project. Yes. We are marrying two cultures. And uh, I'm a former criminal detective, even from this perspective. In Russia, we don't have conception of grooming. For uh, for uh, classical UK or USA boarding schools, uh, teachers they or staff they can't be friends. But in right. Russia, best teacher is definitely friend of the student. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine that the, at the beginning, what we, uh, we 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 faced. So it was very hard to find that kind of uh, decision, both for a Russian uh, team and uh, Russian students and boarding professionals. So, yeah. But again, only using uh, professionals with the huge experience like Dai has, we, and flexibility and stamina, and, uh, so role modeling. Only this uh, helped us to build, already we can say that we already uh, built here a safeguarding system and well-being. So because we are very child-centric school, so uh, this is most important thing about our school. We are always putting uh, kids in, in the center of our practice. I think all, all good schools doing this. It's the only one way to manage the school properly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I don't know, I don't have that kind of international experience like that, but I think we are very unique even on the global market. We're definitely already in league of best boarding schools, I think. And, uh, yeah, I think that's true. And well, both things that you said, I, I, at least in my experience, I would say are true that, uh, that Letovo out of the gates was an absolutely top tier boarding school. And I think the concept of grafting a British boarding school model onto a culture where some of the expectations and traditional practices were very different poses enormous challenges. You gave the example of the relationship that teachers might have with their students. And in, you know, as you described it, in traditional Russian society and schools, the best teachers are the ones who are friendly with their students and very invested in their education. And in, in Russian culture, at least in contemporary times, that typically translates to their friends on Facebook or they're in touch with each other over some kind of social media. And uh, for the same kinds of motivations, that is to say being child-centric, as you described, in the, US, in the US or in the UK, the guidance for teachers would be to not be friends on social media with their students just as dedicated but manifest in different ways and i think listeners might not have an appreciation of the magnitude of 
transformation that has been required. And and Di, I think you should write the book that Ivan suggested. I think you should co-author it. <laughs> Absolutely. Because there there are lessons here that transcend boarding school that are, that are about the world, about people working together, about uh, cultures blending, about leadership and management. And again, as you're describing this, what, one of the things that has made Letovo so successful so quickly is that the two of you, uh, you know, one being British, one being Russian, get along really well, communicate very clearly, and neither of you is trying to bulldoze his or her way across the field here. What you're trying to do is uphold a very high standard and be as child-centric as you can, always bringing it back to what's in the best interest of our students, what's in the best interest of our students. And it's, you know, it's involved some compromises. Uh, it's involved some careful listening to the faculty. And people should know most of your faculty are Russian. Most of them have come from that traditional Russian model. But most of them also with a very open mind about how could this be done differently. And what distinguishes, I think, the UK boarding system, and this is also true of Australia from US boarding, is that the boarding staff are not the classroom teachers. Uh, we overextend, I think, in most cases, our employees here in the US by asking them to be teachers and coaches and boarding staff. And in some ways, of course, that's a different episode, but there are advantages to that system. But one of the beautiful things about separating the boarding staff from the classroom teachers is that the boarding staff can really dedicate themselves to pastoral care issues, really the character development and the you know social emotional development of the students. And, uh, I'm really, I, go ahead, Di. Well, although uh, it, the communication which we talked about before was under the umbrella of challenges, for us, uh, the, the conversations and the collaboration that we've been so fortunate to have uh, from our uh, umbrella professional organization, the British Boarding Schools, has literally got us to the point we are today. Mm -hmm. We couldn't have done it without, without their help. Um, from day one, really, we've, we've lent on them. That's um, wonderful. And they've supported us and they've guided us. Um, whether it's email or telephone call or face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. um, they've supported us with training, with advice. I mean, we couldn't have asked uh, for, a, for a better group of people to lean on. Um, so, yeah, I think communication with, with our colleagues around the world is also and has been, and I guess will continue to be, so important for us here. And a wonderful lesson, I think, for any professionals listening, whether they're in education or in some other field, uh, making sure that you consult with other professionals in that domain, but leaning on your colleagues around the world. I think we all, we all need that. I think 
gaining some perspective. And my next question also has to do with perspective, but from you've been listening to Coffee with Chris with me, Dr. View, Chris Thurber. Some people you can might listen say, to more terrific oh, podcasts and learn about the work uh, I do with you only schools have and from camps Russia. by visiting my websites, drchristhurber.com, prepforschool.com, and prepforcamp.com. This country. Thanks are. for listening. So, could could you both talk a little bit about that from your perspectives, bringing together students from you know, say far Eastern Russia, where Ivan's from, uh, places that are, you know, east of North Korea, people aren't sort of thinking geographically that, uh, yes, Russia goes all the way to that side of the world, as well as, you know, bumping up against Eastern Europe. And the cultures across the country are quite different. So I'm keen to hear your observations about what is it like to bring all of those students from around Russia to one campus, how do they get along? What do they learn from each other? And how do you think that prepares them to go back out into the world, whether the next chapter is university or some vocation, uh, but they're, they're taking what they learn at Letovo and bringing it with them. What are they learning from a cross-cultural standpoint? So another C word, celebrate mm. We celebrate, and, and I think that that is singularly um, important. Everybody uh, respects uh, the, the, the part of the country that their classmates come from uh -huh. and, and celebrate, we celebrate that. Wouldn't you agree, Ivan? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can tell from Russian educator perspective that uh, for our country, it's like a remarkable and unique uh, kind of experiment because technically in our uh, uh, educational system, some students who, who is taking part in Olympiads or like Olympic movement, I mean, scientific, they're divided by subjects. So the specific school or science camp or physics, chemistry, humanities, and so on. And we are the first and the only one school in Russia where we collected students uh, like this in one place. And we already uh, are getting benefits from this. And uh, uh, moreover, it's so interesting, they're uh, self-developing. Uh, and uh, uh, there are several differences because right now we are not struggling that with academic performance. With several students, yes, of course. Sure. But we are str struggling with uh, uh, work overload for our students because they're all high achievers. They all want to study. Uh, and they have a lot of extracurricular activities. And at the same time, they have uh, language and the cultural diversity in houses. So once they're crossing the door, uh, they're changing language, they're changing attitudes, uh, and also they're changing uh, uh, the daily routine style because a lot of them, they pop up here and they didn't know, especially babies, I mean, seven and eight graders, they even didn't know, didn't know how to iron socks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Doesn't Yeah. matter. laughs> there are yeah. life skills to learn, sure. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, it's so amazing to see in one year this, these differences. 
and that they are uh, absolutely free, freely discussing their issues with the overseas staff, uh, sharing their experience, asking for, uh, for advices, uh, supporting uh, other students. And, and this is the like, essence of boarding school. That's why it's hard to, to say that it's real home like we know, home, right. mother, father, uh, dog, and so on. It's uh, home for you, for you and your, uh, your community, yeah. And, uh, and they can see these benefits. And about culture, yes, definitely we have a lot of students with different cultural and economic background. And uh, we, we are not trying to change them, uh, their way of life or like, you don't have to uh, read uh, Lenin or Marx or I don't know, to, uh, to listen to Linkin Park. It's about that we are giving you an opportunity to start your life having your background, but also receiving these all benefits in education and cu cultural diversity. And again, language is very power powerful too to, to change your life. And yeah. we can see this on daily basis. So it's amazing opportunity. I think that if I could have this kind of opportunity, I I I did everything to be a student of uh, Letova School. Oh, I so agree. I mean, I having gone to uh, a perfectly good average public high school in South Portland, Maine, growing up, uh, and contrasting that with Letovo is very difficult to do um they are so so different and as you said just existing as a student there and going from classes in russian to now i'm back to the boarding house and the boarding staff as you said mostly international uh english speaking i'm going to change languages i'm going to change cultures my roommate is from a completely different part of the country and there is tremendous respect for those differences interestingly if you create an environment where students feel respected and as Dai said where differences are celebrated then there's not a whole lot you need to do from a sort of didactic standpoint to make sure that cross-cultural education happens it happens as a consequence of those kids living and working together and as long as students whatever their age or whichever olympiad they've won whether it's math or humanities uh, whatever their academic and athletic strengths are they do respect the values of the school and celebrate those differences then i think uh, there's just no end to what can be learned from living and working with people who are different from you uh, we have just a few minutes left and I'd love for each of you just to, you know, share a few closing thoughts about advice you would offer other educators, especially in boarding or residential life about doing things well. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be cross-cultural, but cross-cultural work is baked into what the two of you do. But whatever thoughts you have, whatever advice or words of wisdom you have, would just be a wonderful way to wrap up the podcast. For me, again, it's another C word, consistency. Mm. So you've got, you've got every process as far as 
uh, a boarding school um, uh, is based on, it, it has to be consistent. So consistent recruitment, um, consistent training and professional development, consistency in the boarding houses so that the children feel they're being treated fairly. Yeah. So that is, 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 is my kind of okay. buzz. I, I, That's fantastic. Even what about yeah. for you, a word of wisdom? Yeah, because we are working with human beings. Uh, you have to, so literally right now we are scrumping uh, professionals uh, from all over the world. So because they are role modeling. Yes. So unique position to work in boarding. You are not the parent, but still you have all the responsibilities and almost all rights. You have to be communicator. You have to be very uh, flexible and at the same time super consistent because yeah, it's the main uh, world word in the boarding. It's consistency yeah. uh, because we on daily basis dealing with the incons so not inconsistency but the the possible uh, reactions uh, in different houses. And yeah, and uh, from our perspective, like working here in Russia, it's better to grow our own profession, uh, professionals in board mm -hmm. uh, regarding money, regarding culture, regarding education, because we don't have luxury to micromanage and uh, to, to teach for that level during the uh, daily routine. So yeah. we are uh, we have we are highly selective also for our staff. So you have to be extremely careful hiring boarding staff, tutors, teachers. Yes, but still boarding. Uh, it's another way of communication and education because teacher finished his lesson and he doesn't care about what's going on uh, further. We we have to care about this child twenty four seven. So you have right. to be super professional and super experienced and understand under professional management. Well, wonderful words of wisdom. Be consistent in policy and procedure and hire the best of the best of the best so that they can have this positive influence on the young people we serve. Oh, this has been fantastic. I hope that we can gather again for another podcast. It's really fascinating to hear about the work that the two of you have done. It has been a professional privilege and a great pleasure, as the two of you know, for me to work some alongside you. And I hope that I'm able to return in short order to do some more work with the wonderful Letvo faculty and boarding staff and uh, to be with the two of you and go back to our favorite Georgian restaurant. <laughs> I'm certainly looking forward to that. I have a wonderful offer for you. I would love for you to interview our head boarders because at the moment they are creating their job description. That they would be fantastic. They are writing Letter of a Legacy. And I think, you know, to talk to them would be so interesting for your listeners. So if, you, if you're interested, I think they would be uh, Gladly. Amazing. Well, and as you said, and this is a, this is a poignant uh, point to end on, ultimately the health of a boarding school, the 
positive energy from a boarding school and the leadership of a boarding school needs to come from within. It needs to be intrinsic. It has to be from the students. Um, it has to bubble up from their ranks. And it is, as you said, a remarkable uh, achievement and an awesome landmark that you will be uh, introducing, well, have already publicly the, you know, the head boarding boy and the head boarding girl and for them to be leading their peers. And now for the younger students to have something to aspire to, this is one of the leadership positions they can achieve. So I've been talking with Diane Riley, who is head of boarding and pastoral care at the Letovo School in Moscow, and her colleague Ivan Koshvoy, who is deputy head of boarding and pastoral care at the Letovo School. Uh, Di and Ivan, thank you both so much for your time, and I look forward to having you back on Coffee with Chris. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you. You've been listening to the Coffee with Chris podcast, conversations with people who are making a difference. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for tuning in.